Welcome to episode 149 of That King Thing, the weekly gaming podcast where we, the King Brothers, talk video games and other stuff. Uh, I am your eldest King sibling. I've done that thing again. Uh, and the host, Thomas. <laughs> and I am joined by middle King sibling, Joshua. That's me. I'm not the host or your sibling. But littlest King sibling, James, has been upgraded to one Ross Miller from Pie Chat Podcast. Hello. How we doing? Good. Can I be called King? Can I be Ross King? You can for me tonight if you want. Why? Why not? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> you know, I believe you're not incestuous. I think this is the safest option. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I think James shared some weird <laughs> love for you last time you were here, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I've 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 had some love from your family in the past, and then. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, I, I would like to say I enjoyed it, but that would be a lie. Uh, okay. <laughs> that changes things for the course of the show. <laughs> uh, no, we're, we're really more having you here, not actually because James was missing, because he wasn't supposed to be missing in the first place, but more really because of some sad news I saw from you on Twitter literally about 24 hours ago. And yeah. It, this kind of came off the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, um, I'm retiring from podcasting essentially. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, after five years of this voice being in your ear, uh, I decided that enough was enough, and I was going to take some time for myself and um, retire from from podcasting overall. So, yeah, a bit of a big decision, but happy i've made it i would say i was happy i made it until i got all the tweets of people going oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame obviously like it was the first thing i was like oh that's it's obviously party chat will still go on i assume just without your I, northern well, tones when, when, when does this episode release this will go out in the morning so- so Thursday. Tomorrow morning? Right, okay. Well, you've got an exclusive for you. No party chat is going to end next week as well. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, the conversation I had with Uncle Jesse, uh, Karina and uh, Reese was, no, um, we feel that without the four of us or when one of us was going to go, that the rest of us would. And yeah. unfortunately, it was me that went first. So... Um, yeah, we're we're going to record one last episode next week, and then we're going to put it to bed. Oh, we're going to put shit. it to bed after that. So, yeah, three three years party chats went for, and um, yeah, you know, uh, that's surprisingly long for one which is affiliated with a website. So, um, I, I, I feel bad that I'm the one that ended it, but I also understand that. This is the agreement we had, and and this is what we're going to go with. So, yeah, I I can see that point of view though, because obviously, if one of the three of us just couldn't do this anymore for whatever reason, it loses a little bit of the the whole point of it is it's the three of us. So, I can see exactly why as soon as one out of the group's gone, that's that's the choice you're going to make, isn't it? So, 
Yeah, yeah. Plus, I do the editing, and none of them want to do it. <laughs> I, think, I think that'd be the problem here if I decided I wanted to up sticks. Is they'd have no, no one to edit or anything, or write the content or anything. <laughs> so. James could probably do it, but then it'd just be me talking about games and James talking about FIFA, so we'd be a little bit stuck. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Mm. Nin- was it 97 right wing Messi? Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> team of the week. <laughs> there we go. We've, see, in a way, you, you're the perfect sort of gap fill for James not being here because you can give us the FIFA updates. Oh, do you, that's do you true. Like, do, you, do you like RuneScape at all, Ross? Do you not remember the last time I was on this podcast? Yeah, do you and... not remember the whole argument last time? It became that RuneScape thing, no. Joshua. What RuneScape thing? I, I have shocking memory. Karina is a huge RuneScape player, and I have never even touched it, and I could not yeah. understand. <laughs> do you not go fishing on it, like... Yeah, you know, it was. Yeah, Karina and James ended up on some weird tangent in the background while we just carried on with the rest uh, of the yeah. episode. Mm, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. It's, it, my memory is shocking. I need a mind in the things before I actually remember. <laughs> so. That is true. That is definitely true. So no, <laughs> no plans for anything new in the pipeline then, Ross. Just taking no, some time. Yeah. Um... I uh, the last couple of years for me have been very uh, different. Um, I don't mind saying this. Actually, I'm going for a divorce. I've moved into a new house. I've I've done a lot and even changed things at work. And I, I looked at my life and went, you know what? There's there's one thing that I love doing, but it's starting to grate on me a little bit. It's the the time and effort that you put into to, to making content for people and streamers and, and podcast hosts and everyone else will you know, probably tell you the same. There is times where you just, you know, you're, you're struggling and you have to turn up and do it. And I just got to yeah. a point where I was like, I don't want to be the guy that struggles and doesn't want to do it. I can feel myself getting weighed down and, you know, like, and a sort of expectation of, of a certain quality that I didn't think that I was going to be able to provide over the coming months. And I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to leave with my head held high and go, you know what, the party chat is still party chat. It's not lost anything. And we'll, you know, it will be remembered for that essentially. Um, I, and I'm, I'm quite happy with that decision but I think the weird one for people was I was also a founding member of a, a thing called Duck Games Yes, and uh, yeah. people were like why are you leaving that? You you didn't have to leave it, it's a stream team um, I was involved in a, uh, their first chat show, I was involved in the setup. I was very much in the background and the setup of that um, but some of their streamers went on to become really really good and, and quite well known and you know, why are you stepping down from that? But, you know, again, I feel that uh, me retiring, essentially, um, would, would let me focus and maybe find some other interests. And the, the weird thing about it is, I don't know if you guys feel this way, when you do all this content creation, you actually don't play as much or don't watch as much or don't do as much. Yeah, I, I've mm. sort of found myself in that kind of, rut almost where 
the, the, the I, I can appreciate from the streaming point of view as well because obviously everyone that listens to this knows that I stream on Twitch wherever I can. But you do sort of find yourself sitting down thinking, right, I'm scheduled to do a stream, but I need to play something that people are going to want to sit and watch me play. It's not, oh, what do I want to play? And I think that's when I sometimes have to take a step back because I've, I've got to think to myself, I need to play games I want to play and not think so much about will people want to watch this? I need to play something I want to play because at the end of the day, you good viewers are the ones that are there to watch you as a personality more than the game itself. Um, but stuff like that does sort of get in your head sometimes. So I can see exactly where that pressure of not enjoying it as you used to yeah. comes from by podcasting and, you know, posting social content constantly and streaming and so on and so forth. It does yeah. make it a lot harder for sure. Yeah. Um, it, you know, what it, the decision behind that was I didn't feel I had much more to contribute towards a team as a good standard. Mm. And I, I, I really hope that through the years that I've done all this, that the stuff I've done has been a good standard and the five years I've been doing it, I actually can't believe my luck because from going, I, I'll tell you my background if you want, I was a, a moderator on a Facebook group for the IGN UK podcast yep. and uh, I met two guys called, um, you probably know, Dan Krupa and uh, Gav Murphy and, you know, I was saying, oh, I really want to get a podcast and I really want to do this and they're like, like go for it, like you're voice sounds good and you know just give it a shot and see what happens so you know we started a fan podcast for IGN called um it was a mighty duck podcast before Disney stopped us using that name yeah and then it's just spitballed from there like uh, I had one website called Little Lives um and then went on to Reddit and approached Reddit and said you know here's ideas for podcasts in the future and uh, they were quite happy to do it the moderators over my xbox one subreddit and that just went weird and at one point we were the second biggest xbox podcast in the world but ign got back over us but the fact for about four months um that our numbers were better than ign's made me feel so good <laughs> <laughs> that's is that the podcast be. unlocked or yeah yeah the ign one yeah. yeah i remember that one see yeah. to be fair after coming across you guys in the early days of of that, I always you were always my Xbox podcast, and PS I Love You was always my sort of PlayStation podcast, and I I guess that shows how a lot of us held Party Chat as a, an Xbox specific podcast because yeah, you know the the guys at PS I Love You are part of um, kind of funny it's Rooster Teeth division like that's a huge operation really for for the guys that were doing that so i think for a lot of people to kind of put you and them in the same bracket that's that's an achievement in itself to be honest which is one of the things that i always enjoyed about the show is that it was it was on par with that easily from both like knowledge and entertainment and obviously you had the interviews and stuff and there's been a lot of really good moments in party chat so it is a shame but I can totally see where you're coming from as well, from a, yeah. from being a fellow content creator. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a funny one. Um, 
like the the weight of having Reddit behind you is obviously a huge draw. You know, we had yeah. Major Nelson on our first episode. We had, you know, like yeah. um, he he's been on three times since, um, and, and Aaron Greenberg. You know, we never quite got there with Phil, which I always mm. found quite funny. Um, but yeah, like I think Microsoft felt invested in it. You know, like they liked what we did, and I think that's a yeah. huge help. Mm. And also, I think what we noticed is, and, and anyone that listens to, to the podcast will realise that we we did start doing less interviews over the last six months to a year. Yeah. And the reason behind that was because people told us, like, you do a lot of ID and I turn off at it. You know, like, we enjoy listening to the ID interviews that a lot of people and some people turned off and we're like, well, what do you like? And what we like when you talk about the things. It's always a valuable sort of side to it as well. Like, I think that the, it is definitely a thing that I found in podcasting that as much as people like to hear from other people, like what we're doing right now, yeah, one of the things that people have always enjoyed about the stuff that we've done that I've talked about is like it is that sort of brother banter, winding each other up while but still talking about something that people relate to because it's games but also like even for the formula one stuff that i do it's sort of people enjoy that it's three guys they're not like directly involved and influenced by working for a particular publisher or anything like that so it's quite open honest opinions and they just hear the back and forth of even disagreeing with each other and kind of throwing a debate around it that's what people like about a lot of podcasts so yeah. It makes sense that a lot of people were interested in hearing what you guys wanted to say, for sure. I think it's because it was four very different people as well. Mm-hmm. Four people that in general social circumstances would never probably talk. You know, yeah. you've got a YouTuber, Uncle Jesse, who is a 3D printer in Rochester, New York. You've got Reese, who's a stubborn... As, can I swear on this podcast <laughs> or...? If you want, yeah. Yeah, he's a stubborn <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> uh, Finn, you know, who is involved in the games industry. And then you Karina, who when I met was a cosplayer at EGX, you know, and yeah. and she came in and she's went on to become the, um, basically the, the social girl or the community liaison, as she keeps on reminding us, which is not a developer if you're <laughs> listening to this, Karina. Um, you know, at Playground Games. And it's... It's a very diverse group that would never usually yeah. come together. So we've got very diverse thoughts on games. And yeah. maybe that's just why it worked, because we we wouldn't have ever came together for any other reason other than doing this podcast. And when it very first started and I approached Reddit, I, I suggested Uncle Jesse because I liked his videos that he'd done for the subreddit. And Reese came on because he's part of the moderation team. Um, yeah. And Karina was added on because I met her and I, I, I felt as if she was a, a star in the making, if that makes sense. And I, I, I'm pretty glad that she's turned out that way, to be honest. You know, yeah, that was I was going to say, that's, that's, that's not a bad prediction, to be fair, yeah. with the way that her streaming career has gone and, and stuff yeah. like that and the stuff she's done career-wise. It's yeah, yeah it's, Did you, out of interest, did you know Karina much before... Um, that EGX when we all went for beers together because I can't remember if that was just before or just after she'd started on Party Chat. It was the, let's think, it was only, Karina's only been on for, 
so what? That was two years ago. Well, a year. Yeah, a that year was, and two, half that was ago, 2016. 17. No, 2017. Um, 2017. Yeah. I think that was the same year that I met Karina. Yeah. Uh, she literally got thrown in. We we felt as if the podcast became a, and, and I'm going to be honest, you know, people talk about diversity and all the rest of it, but we were quite cock heavy, you know, that way. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, as I'm saying this in a podcast with three brothers. But you know, it's <laughs> it's one of those things where I went, you know, uh, we had a girl called Emma Bridal who worked for Rare on a few times, and we had yeah. Sophia Harris who's and um, she's working over LA on, and we enjoyed a, a a a different sort of interaction, not just because she was a girl, but it, it did offer a different perspective, and I've just felt that she would 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 be an ideal fit because she she hadn't had the way of writing for a website or being on a podcast or making YouTube videos, but she was involved in industry because she was studying at university. She worked in a game retail store. She loved games. She comes from a family of gamers. And I thought, this girl's got an opinion. And what yeah. we got, a lot of feedback that we got is that some people don't like her because she's ranty. She goes off on tangent. She does this. But a lot of people are like, no, she's passionate about what she likes in gaming. And, I, that's what I always seen in her was that she's so passionate about gaming that she's going to go far in this industry. She will be on stage at E3 announcing a Forza game. I can pretty much guarantee that. You know, like she's got that personality about her and she's going to go far in this industry. And it's just, it's good that when you notice that early and, and she comes in, and she proves you right, you know, that way, like, she just lives up to that expectation of of she's going to be awesome. Her, her first ever interview was with Rhea. I mean, the total, like, Joni, um, Craig Duncan, yeah, Emma Bridal, you know, yeah. like, that was a first ever episode, and that's what she done. And it's like, you're not going to get much better with that. Rhea are legends in the gaming industry. Yeah. Such good people as well, though. Like you, oh, you'll know amazing. it as, as well. So good. From, like <laughs> meeting with him and talking to him and stuff in the past, it's it it it's a very unique experience, I think, with those guys. But like you say, like I, I'd agree with you that in the past, Karina's made the most of those opportunities, which is why she's where she is, isn't it? I guess. Um, so. it's 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 don't don't take anything away from her. It's her talent. Like yeah, the girl was so hard working when she's not. At work, she's streaming, you know, yeah. and imagine working for a company like Microsoft and then having enough trust in you to go home at night and stream games. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when you look at Microsoft employees, there's not actually that many that do that. And she is definitely one of them. And even on the Forza stream, she's not Karina, she's Retro Cristal. She's a streaming name. Yeah, She's became... Uh, personality and and that's what I like about her. She knows who she is and she knows exactly what she um what she wants in life and her her aspiration is quite simple. She wants to be on stage at E3. That's her goal. Yeah. All power to her. Glad you picked Microsoft over Sony this year. <laughs> <laughs> um do you think you'd ever come back to do something at a later day after a little bit of time? Do you think do you think the bug will bite you again? Or is like, that it done? I, I'm, 
At the moment, I, I can't see it, okay? But you, like anything, you can never say never. I should probably have never used the word retire in my tweet um, because <laughs> people be like, oh, you're, you know, I'm, I'm the Ric Flair of podcasting. But the, or, no, it, it's, it's one of those things where I, I love podcasting. It gave me a voice, okay? So although the website, yeah. uh, I am not the best writer, uh, I sometimes struggle to get my thoughts down in paper. Like, I'm fine with, you know, writing knowledge-based stuff and all the rest of it, but opinion-based stuff, I sometimes struggle to get those thoughts down in paper. And podcasting has been my voice for the last five years um, and getting all my thoughts on gaming down. And that's going to be a massive part of my life, which is gone. Mm. Um... So it, it's going to be hard, but and I don't want to say ever. The one thing I, I will say is that, you know, and E3 is such a big time of year that even if I came back and done E3 shows with people or, or things like that, um, then I, I would I would probably do something like that. But as a regular podcast host, I think, I think my, my, my time's up. I've had my time. I've had my time in the limelight. And it's um, maybe time to to move on and, and let someone else have a, a crack at the whip, essentially, and build their own content. Five years is a long yeah. time in gaming. You know, like, podcasting it is. itself is a very different thing and and other people with different ideas. And it's it's maybe time that they, they get a shot and someone else rises to the top of Xbox. Yeah. Be interesting to see where, if anyone does almost fill that void of of where you guys are at the moment. It'd be very interesting to see. That would be interesting. Because I need somewhere to listen. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope, well, I, I was, you know this before, I was in my Xbox and me. I always mm-hmm. loved that podcast. I felt really bad because I left that podcast to found Party Chat. Um, and I think some people thought, oh, they just used that as a stepping stone. Uh, it's a, a brilliant guy called MC Fixer who's very, very dedicated to the, the industry and, and doing his own craft. But I'd like to see something like that rise up, you know, like an independent yeah. one that had been going for a while but just hadn't, you know, just got to that upper echelon of, of having the Microsoft support. And yeah, yeah, that, that's what it was. I'm also going to have to start it, paying it, for games again, which is annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a downside. It's, it's, gonna, it's definitely going to be a downside. <laughs> got to be. Um, I, I think after covering what has been your career in podcasting up to now. Yeah, I know this is very much the Ross uh, King episode, doesn't it? Like, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> I'm going to break it up, yeah. though, and we'll, we'll do a little bit of news that's not podcast or Xbox related. Okay. Briefly. Okay, so news. The, one of the biggest things from this week has actually been um, Reggie Phil's aim retiring um, from Nintendo. So it's it's on theme, I guess, retirement, leaving an existing role. <laughs> but he's due to retire uh, as um, VP of Nintendo America in, I believe it's March now. But the highlight of all this news is the fact that he will be replaced by a man named Doug Bowser. Um, how that's... Some people say it's very appropriate. 
I don't know how appropriate it is because Bowser's obviously the mortal enemy of Mario, and Mario is the, the signature man game, in Nintendo. Mario's so Super Bowser World is coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's a shame to see Reggie go, I think, personally, because, you know, like with, with him and Phil, there's certain big characters that you enjoy seeing at things like E3 and, and so on. And I think Reggie was one of them, even if he did pre-record his interviews and send them in. Um, <laughs> but it was still a good character to have around, so I think he'll be missed. Um, but, yeah, ba- Mr. Bowser has become a very serious meme uh, the last few days, so <laughs> I don't know if you, either of you have seen them, but if you haven't, I, have. I suggest go looking them up because <laughs> they're quite entertaining. <laughs> um, um, it's a shame for him. Or not a shame for him, it's a shame for the industry. It's such like, when you think of personalities, um, he was the one for Nintendo that really stood out. Yeah, so Yeah, you could see yeah. he was dedicated to it and he enjoyed it. Yeah. That's so. it. There was there was a nice little message at the end of um, his official announcement video where he said, I think he's, yeah. I can't remember it word for word, but it was along the lines of, um, I may be um, leaving a title of vice president, but I'm retaining one that means a lot more, and that's Nintendo fan. And it, like you can you could tell by the way we're speaking about the decision to leave that he does really have a sort of a love and a passion for Nintendo as a as a company and as a as a whole entity. But it's just knowing that it's not his time to to continue anymore, which is fair enough, I guess. But he'll definitely be missed, like you say, definitely. Yeah. Um, imagine it was when the Wii happened, though. The Wii U, you know, like yeah. I feel as if he's picked his moment quite wisely. Yeah, bow mm. out on the high of the the huge success that the Switch has been exactly up to now, um, and where it's still going. Um, yeah, it's it's a good legacy for him to leave behind for sure. Definitely, um, it's sticking with Nintendo a little bit as well. Um, there is a rumor that is circulating at the moment that Nintendo could be reviving um, an old Xbox exclusive that was canned, which is Scalebound. So that was one that kind of, it got quite a long way in development from what I remember. Ross Ross might be able to yeah. point out yeah. a bit more about that, but it wasn't too far away from release, if I remember rightly, before it was eventually dropped. But it, there's nothing confirmed by anybody yet, but there's a lot of rumors going around that Nintendo have picked up an old exclusive property and then people saying that it is looking like it could be scale bound so um it's all a lot of kind of kotaku speculation and so on at the moment but maybe hear something in the next week or so i'd like i would like to see scale bound brought back and resurrected though because it was a game i was excited for uh, i don't know about you guys so, but yeah i was a bit Annoyed that it would cancel, but it's more of a Nintendo kind of styled game. If you think well, because it's platinum, yeah, basically. It, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, that that I think that's where people are putting two and two together, isn't it? Um, mm. well, you I know, think that's the reason. Just to point it. out that, that this website came from a, or this story came from a website that doesn't have that much. Insider knowledge, let's just say it's a French website that has got things horribly wrong in the past, but that is very true. You can see something like this happening 
especially with the developing relationships between Microsoft and Nintendo. I don't think anyone yeah. can doubt that there is definitely something happening there. They're, they're definitely wanting to the next generation as such, you know, if we have a generation again of of uh, Sony dominating, you know, Microsoft and Nintendo do not want to sit back. They want to move with the times and work together to try and, and basically earn more money because let's face it, why not? Something like this yeah. would be the perfect show of faith, essentially. Um, a, it brings... Uh, Platinum back and board we're making AAA for the green platform as well as Nintendo. If it is platform that's making it, uh, sorry, Platinum that's making it. And B, it's getting a bad mark off Microsoft file because the game is complete. Yeah. True. Um, or the a version of it or that world is complete. They showed this at the same time they showed Crackdown. Um, that's how long ago it was. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are disappointed. I am not a huge Persona fan. I'm not a huge um, Platinum Games fan, but I can see why people like their style of games. And to, I think this is something that people would like to see, but personally, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it was just someone wrote a rumor and other sites ran away with it. Yeah, I, the 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 reason it piqued my interest that I thought it'd be worth maybe mentioning and talking about like we are is just that um, certain places like I mentioned Kotaku already, but I know it was on um, it was I think it was Game Informer um, and even kind of funny games picked it up as well. Um, so there's a, there was a couple of sort of mainstream reporting games websites that were discussing it and saying they'd heard similar things but is that just maybe jumping on the bandwagon to make sure they've not missed it if it does turn out to be right I guess there's always that side of things isn't there in the same week the games pass to switch thing was announced it was all very much we're gonna plug Microsoft and Nintendo working together and then yeah. Reggie comes out at the end of the week and announces his retirement. You know, I, I don't know how much this is PR um, mm. for expectation, what people expect things to happen. Because let's face it, a few months ago, people thought Microsoft and Nintendo were working together in a small way. After the recent leaks, people think they're working together in a big way. So if it does happen, yeah. it feels a little bit more palatable. Or is mm, that that's true. You know what? It's it's one of those things that I think has been run too far, and I, I don't know how much truth is in it. But if Platinum built a world with Beats headphones and dragons, then that does sound something like Nintendo would pick up. So you never know. <laughs> yeah. You can never say he'd never. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's it's certainly an interesting one. It's people want to see good games, and from what I hear, the original version of that was not a good game. So um, let's hope it's something in that universe, but maybe not the same game. Yeah, I th- I think when Microsoft picked it up, 
there was a little bit of a direction shift anyway because obviously it was it was due to be an exclusive wasn't it so I, it was it, i don't think it was ever done under the microsoft well it's not microsoft studios anymore now is it but it xbox games studios but it was never done solely under their guys i don't think was it but i wouldn't surprise me if there was some sort of input i guess uh, to steer it but it's all redundant if it's not if it's not being released by them anymore, isn't it? So yeah, mm. uh, games from this week. Anthem. Have either yes. of you been playing it? I have done nine hours of my e access trial. Okay, so you're still on <laughs> trial mode, as am I. Joshua, are you a purchaser or a trialer? I I purchased it. Pre ordered. Purchased. It. I played. Are you pre ordered? Yeah. Well, the day before I got paid the day before, so. I picked up a copy then. Um, okay. But I played the 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 VIP access or whatever it was. Somehow I got a code for that, so I just went with it and did it. Then I played a bit of the 10 hours the day before, and then play, I've played it often, not every day, but often since it came out. Okay. It is buggy. It does have a lot of freezing stages where the game shuts down and where my screen completely stops mid-fight. No sound at times. There's a lot of problems with it. But do you enjoy the game? (laughs) I enjoy the game playing the game. I don't enjoy it when it fucks me over when I'm in the middle of doing something (laughs) or when I've got one person left to talk to in the fort. And when I go to talk to that one person, they get to a certain sentence and it freezes my game and crashes my Xbox. <laughs> and then starts itself back up. How about you, Ross? Any of these things sounding familiar? Yeah, um, crashes uh, are <laughs> not great at any time. Um, no. I sometimes feel that I was always the EA defender and that I didn't jump on the bandwagon with with mm. slagging things off, but Anthem is not a game for me at all. Um, the movement and everything is absolutely sublime. The graphics are absolutely sublime. The gameplay loop is not great. Um, they don't have the content there yet to make it a sustainable Destiny beater, which I think EA hoped it would be. Yeah, and they've fallen into fallen. Yeah, what I think is the same trap. <laughs> fallen into the same trap that I think Destiny Two was in for a little while, which I criticised Destiny Two for, and I'd probably be a bit of a hypocrite if I defended Anthem. I'm not going to, but I'm saying I would be a hypocrite if I defended Anthem for the same thing, which is once you've reached a certain point in content, there isn't particularly anything to do and I felt a lot like that in Destiny 2 and I was genuinely hoping that Anthem would be better than that Um, when you get to the end of the story missions in Anthem mm -hmm. you get given a large well a mission with a lot of items to do on it but it is repeating the same things over and over again you've got to do one thing a hundred times Um, you've got to do one of the three like dungeon missions 25 times. 
So you've just got to repeat the same three missions 25 times in order to finish it. It's absolutely ridiculous how mm. much there could be to do to fill those spaces and how much they want you to redo the exact same content to finish that grind, that one mission. That grind was also worse than it is now at one point. Yep, I know. They've, they've toned that grind down <laughs> because of how If, if there was more content was. in it already or they were already saying, right, it's coming now, then fine. Because there's mm. more stuff to do to add to that that's story-related and new. But repeating the same things, I've not bothered with it that much since I finished the story missions on it. Which did take me a few days, to be honest. I've not rushed through it and got through it quickly. But with all the glitches and stuff, I could probably got it done a lot quicker. But this is the thing. Like, at what point do we, as gamers as a whole, decide that we're not standing for what is arguably an unfinished game? Like, to me, that is an unfinished game, especially the bugs and stuff like that that are in there. Every game's going to have something or other that's not quite right, especially these hugely detailed online worlds. But to have so many issues after two huge betas and an alpha and and then a huge day one patch that still didn't fix everything, it's (laughs) like... At what point do we start standing up and saying um, we're not we're not pre-ordering games anymore? Because that's what it's what happens, isn't it? People pick up the game, it gets pre-ordered, the the company's got the money, and then at which point a game's released full of bugs, and you can be as angry as you want and as irate as you want, but at the end of the day, the devs have your money. So what what are yeah. they going to do? <laughs> I didn't experience many bugs in betas or. VIP access or anything like that. Not a single I, thing. I think, ironically, the day one patch that was supposed to help fix the loading times being extremely The main is day three patch. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm purposely really biding my time with it at the minute and trying not to have gotten too far too quickly with it. Saying that, it's it's technically two weeks old if you're talking EA Access on Xbox or yeah. Origin Game Pass on PC. So um, I could see it being one of those games that, given time, yep. might gain popularity. Um, and given the content additions, and I can definitely see its future appeal, but at the minute it really needs some work to be able to get people to stay in it long term, I think. And they're in danger of losing people to other stuff that that will be coming over the coming months. I think the marketing campaign, which was essentially Apex, went very well. Um, because I think yeah. the PC player base went up tenfold. Um, mm-hmm. Because they released Apex Legends, which made an absolute huge spike in people downloading... Uh, what is it called on PC? Sorry, I'm, I'm not a huge PC uh, guy. It's Origin, Origin on PC Origin, and yeah. access on um, Xbox. But they, they basically in, installed Origin, which meant um, when they pay for Origin Premier, whatever it is, they had the access to this as well, which meant a lot of people played it. And in the grand scheme mm. of things, the mechanic is a lot of fun. The flying is amazing. The graphics are amazing. You know, a lot of people are going to get hooked on that. And one thing we've learned from Destiny and, and a lot of games in the past is there is a lot of people that love to grind. You know, they love <laughs> the, the repetition of doing missions and things like that. 
But I think the irony of me complaining about grinding in things like this and Destiny mm-hmm. is I think some people that listen regularly will appreciate the irony because they know how much of a um MMORPG player I am. So things like Elder Scrolls, I spend a whole month just doing dungeons and stuff over and over again to get a specific helm, like a, spe- a very specific piece of headgear. World of Warcraft, I've spent 15 years of my life nearly just doing certain things over and over again yeah. to get a stupid mount or a stupid companion pet. But for some, I don't know what it is about. I, I don't know. It's it's probably considered hypocritical, but... I've, yeah, but just... those games that you've played aren't gun-related or sci-fi, the more fantasy, and it's different mm. themes, so it might feel a bit... I think the thing is, you. is the stuff that I grind in those games is completely optional to grind, and there is plenty yeah. of other things I could be doing that's also productive within the game that's not a grind, and those grinds are literally my choice to do. I think when you feel like there is literally only this one path, especially when you're almost forced on it by getting to the end of the story and saying, here's a giant list of things to do. There is nothing else for you to do except complete this giant list. It's That's when it maybe feels a little more forced upon you and uh, something that you don't enjoy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But that's my two pennies worth, I guess. I'm, I'm more excited <laughs> for Division, uh, Division 2 because they've had the first game out, they've had the chances to learn. Yeah. And the Division is, is mm. and I know they're not that comparable, other than it's a, 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 what, 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 a Schluter. I've seen it called a Schluter. I like that name. Like a Shooter Looter. Yeah, Schluter. Yeah. Um, Good. They learned their mistakes from the first game, and Ubisoft have got a history of making the second game a lot better than what the first one is. Um, yeah. So I, I am far more excited for that. Yeah, the um, the next beta is now live as well, isn't it? Yeah, midnight. Weekend. Yeah. Well, well, I know. So, um, well, it'll be it'll be live by the time most people listening to this, at least. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah, it's the public one um, as well, isn't it? So. So, yeah, yeah, it's literally just, I believe it's just go on the website and say you want in and they send you a code to claim it, I think. It's it's an yeah. open beta, but you have to go, like, register yourself for it. It's basically there. Yeah, it's done an update you've you on a mailing already, list, so they can so, email you about it to try and make you buy it. <laughs> but I'll, I'll be having a go on it and putting a bit more time into it than I did with the mm-hmm. private one. Um, but... It, it does seem different in good ways. It just depends on what it's like with other people because I've not really played it in a group. I played it solo. Well, we so will play it together, Joshua. Like. We will. We most likely will. We did with the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing how that feels in the in the next beta. Seeing how that's progressed. Um, yeah. In. Uh, couple of other bits of quick news before we move on. Um, if you are one of the 20-something million people enjoying Apex, probably more than that now, um, and you are finding you die a lot as Pathfinder, that could be because apparently the hitboxes on him are a little bit enlarged and a little bit bugged. And Epic... Ep, no, Epic, they're definitely not looking at it. Respawn are looking at it. Whoa. Epic might be looking at it and having a giggle. <laughs> but <laughs> Respawn are the ones looking at it to fix it. Um, so it's something that they're apparently aware of. But um, Are they actually bigger it, than Gibraltar's, who to me is the 
biggest the, character on. I the think roster. what people were saying is, generally speaking, the hitboxes are actually very well proportioned uh, in terms of like you can shoot between like limbs and things like that, and it not register a hit as it should. Yeah. Um, but with Pathfinder, the boxes are a little off, so there's like a huge amount of kind of dead space around him that you can hit and it registers as hits on him when it shouldn't be. So it's not that the hitboxes are all equal across all the characters because they're not. It's more that people aren't getting direct hits and but they're registering as hits. It seems to be the problem. Does anyone remember Quake? Yeah. Like yeah. I mean Quake yes. and Quake Two, where every hitbox for every model was the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. Just shoot in this area of your screen, no yeah. matter what you are shooting at, and you will hit it. Yeah, I know it's competitive <laughs> and all the rest of it, but this is reading far too much into it. <laughs> it is very. Uh, we've just got to let the people know that things are being fixed, Ross. People panic and worry about this thing. No, they don't. <laughs> still got to mention it. Get away. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and. If you own a PlayStation 4 and you pay for PS Plus, make sure to check out the PS Plus offers for this upcoming month because Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered is one of the free games this month. I saw that earlier in an email. Ooh. Yeah, saw that earlier in an email, and that was my exact reaction, more or less. Ooh. The email came up, and I went, what? <laughs> so um, I believe it starts from the 5th of March, which is the start of next week or, or around that time. Um, but yeah, one of the games for the month on PS Plus is Call of Duty Remastered. So get that on your PS4 and kill some teenagers because <laughs> <laughs> they'll be uh, they'll be all over that. Uh, they will bring their Black Ops flying and jumping and running and stuff and not be able to I do can't it. I've run on this wall. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my drone? Where's my drone? Why is my kill streak <laughs> ended after the round concluded? <laughs> Why, Why do we not I carry into dogs? the next game? Yeah. Why can't I change oh. my kill streaks? Yeah, I remember those days. That was... <laughs> That was when gaming and shooters were still fun. <laughs> but yeah, PS4 owners, go check it out. Um, and now it is time for the real reason Ross is here, I think. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's the bit that we always get in trouble for because... Because I, I use this song. <laughs> um, it is Mastermind, so... Anyone that's been around a long time knows. I had to cut out this bit when I played your bit of this podcast on mine. Yeah. <laughs> we. I have to be careful with how I work this on YouTube, to be honest. Because <laughs> when the episode goes on YouTube, they'll probably allow the episode, but not allow me to monetize it, which is fine. I can live with that. Um, but yeah, Mastermind. So most people who listen regular will know when we have guests like this on they take a specialist topic try and do as well as they can at it and then flounder in our weird general knowledge section <laughs> um, Ross has obviously been on before he took on Karina last time we were on together um, you scored 16 last time Ross when you did FIFA yep. 
and you absolutely hammered Karina, who scored 8.5. Um, and she got half a point back. That's why she's got a weird score, because I did very poorly word a question about um, an arcade machine inside the rare HQ <laughs> that I thought I should be able to answer, and I just worded it very badly. <laughs> um, but... 16 is fairly respectable, Ross, for your previous attempt. Respectable? I assume you're aiming to try and beat that. Well, you wouldn't let me do my, my actual subject of choice, if I remember correctly. Was it you, Ross Miller? Yeah, it was the life and times of Ross Miller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my argument was it has to be gaming related, but then you were like, well, I host a gaming podcast. Yeah, well... <laughs> it's like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, the exact words you told me off air where I couldn't be bothered researching you. Shh, you're not supposed to tell everybody that bit. That's why I said it off air. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. <laughs> um, your target for the top, if you want to hit it this time, is 19. It's currently held by uh, Kate Johnson. Uh, and she did an oddly specific one. It was Call of Duty, Black Ops 3, Zombies, the giant map specifically, um, which is probably why she scored so well. Um, however, and you researched that, but not me. Yeah, it was it was easier. <laughs> it was easier. You're you're an elusive man, Ross. <laughs> well, like THQ North Nordic would probably like know quite a lot about me. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> yeah, so that, that's a relevance to a news story this week. I'm only joking. But by the way, I've never been on. I've never been on that that channel. <laughs> um, okay, so this time around, badly misplaced joke. <laughs> this time around, what is your topic going to be? The life and times of Ross Miller playing Xbox. <laughs> playing Xbox. Uh, no, I'm. I'm. I'm going to uh, at the end of my podcasting career. I'm going to see how my knowledge is, and I'm going to just say Xbox. Yeah. So it's just questions about Xbox in general. Um, I think you'll do all right. You ought to. <laughs> I always judge these based on if I think I could answer them, I think they're acceptable questions. So okay. and obviously I wrote them, so I must at least have an inkling of what the, the answer is to have wrote the question. But there you go. Um, Ross. Because point out, I've, I've had about four beers. So, it's all good. It's all, it's all Xbox knowledge. You should bread and butter this. It's a, it's a okay, general knowledge right, okay. you need to worry about. Yeah. Oh, God. So, two minutes on Xbox starts now. Um, what is the standard gamer score available on any 360 or Xbox One game? 10 G. 10, oh, 1000 G. Yes. Uh, what is printed on the motherboard of an Xbox One X? Uh, Master Chief. Doing helmet. And what is he riding? What's he riding? Uh, Warhawk? No, it's a Scorpio. No, okay. We'll, we'll, come, we'll oh. revisit that one. What's the name of the companion app for 360 and Xbox One that has since been replaced? The companion app? Mm-hmm. For the console in general. Oh, I don't, I don't know. It used to have a very specific name, and now it's just the Xbox app. It was replaced. No, pass. Pass. Um, who is the current head of the Xbox brand and VP of gaming at Microsoft? Phil Spencer. Correct. Uh, what Microsoft developers team created the sound effect for unlocking rare achievements? 
Sorry, repeat the question. What Microsoft developers team created the sound effect for unlocking Pass. their achievements? Pass. Uh, before Forza Horizon came, oh, well, sorry, before Forza came another exclusive racing franchise, what was it? Oh, shit. Pass. <laughs> um, <laughs> what exclusives were given to pre orderers of the Xbox One when it launched in 2013? The Scorpio edition? No. It or the, the Xbox... I will come back to it. Uh, what voice command can be used to capture 30 seconds of gameplay? Xbox record that. Correct. Uh, what did XBLA stand for on the 360 marketplace? Xbox Live Arcade. Correct. Uh, what Fable game was created specifically for use with the Connect? Fable Journey. Fable Journey is correct, just in with the buzzer. Yeah. Uh, we'll that go was back. Poor. Uh, it was, it was, yeah. That's all. Yeah. Four beers, man. <laughs> um, what have you actually scored here? One, <laughs> two, three, four. There's only five there, Ross. Five. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> um, right. Printed on the inside on the motherboard of an Xbox One X is Master Chief, but he's actually very specifically riding a scorpion. To okay, but signify who's the printed on the inside? Who's printed on the inside? Who is printed on the inside? That is just Master Chief, isn't it? Yeah, of, of the console. So that's why I'm willing to give you the point there and bump yeah, you up the point sex. because of the way the question. <laughs> yeah. Because on the on the any standard <laughs> Xbox, Master Chief is printed on the inside, if I remember correctly. Is any Xbox one that, isn't it? Um, and I then the know. Xbox One I X remember is the very... one where he's riding the Scorpion specifically because of the old code. Right, okay. So, right. But we'll give you the point. That's fine. One, two. So okay. that that puts you on to six. You're up to six. Right. Um, in terms of other ones, so you passed the companion app that used to exist and doesn't exist anymore. Any thoughts on that since? Uh, like, as soon as I passed it, I went, I can't remember what this was called. No, Joshua, so, do you remember what it is? Smart glass. It is smart oh! glass. Yeah, kicking yourself. Fable Anniversary was a smart glass. Game yeah, annoyingly, glass. Fable Anniversary, I'm missing one achievement because I need to go boot up my old Xbox and use the legacy edition <laughs> of the smart glass app just to get one achievement because it was to connect that app to the game. So I need to go do that. Um. This one's a bit of a tricky question. There's a little bit of a clue in it, and the only reason I, the only reason I always remember this is because um, every time I post anything about Rare or Sea of Thieves, um, one Craig Duncan decides to remind me of this fact. <laughs> or if I post anything about unlocking a Rare achievement, and it was actually the guys at Rare who created the uh, whole special sound effect you know, that plays when you open that rare achievement. Do you know the reason why I didn't say that? It's because someone like Craig or Emma or Joe would like say, why did you think that? I, I genuinely went for, oh, sound design at Rare is amazing. Like, it's going to yeah. be them, but I just didn't say it. It's so annoying. It's, it's we've, just, been, we've been in their sound studio, you and yeah. me. Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> we've been where it was created. But yeah, on a couple of occasions, Craig has replied to my tweets and things like saying, 
you remember we made that, don't you? And I'm like, yep, yeah. <laughs> I always remember. Um, before Forza came another exclusive racing franchise for Xbox, but what was it? Joshua, do you remember it? It's, Ross it's Project Gotham Racing. It is PGR. Oh. Yeah. Um, I actually knew that. I thought, I genuinely thought you would have, because I know you're into stuff like Forza. I thought that might yeah. be what you would have got. Um, I just escaped my mind. Yeah, and then the one where you sort of slipped up a little bit was what exclusive were given to pre-orders of the Xbox One when it launched in 2013. We're talking the the oh. first lot of Xbox Ones, not the Xs. Oh. So it was, do you remember now? Day One Controller. Yeah. And? Day One, um, the Day One Achievement. And the Achievement, indeed, yeah. Yeah. So... Oh. Six leaves you with a hard task on general knowledge to equal your previous best. Um, but general knowledge, I think, is harder to write because you've got to pick from lots of different... It's weird. It's easier to write about a specific topic than it is to write general knowledge, I think. As weird as yeah, that sounds. It is. So let's see how you do it there. So your two minutes for general knowledge, Ross, starts now. Uh, what game won Game of the Year at last year's Game Awards? Uh, last last year's was God of War. Yes, it was. Uh, what Battle Royale lost its console exclusivity deal earlier this year and is now on PS4? PUBG. Correct. Uh, what colour are the A and B buttons on a standard NES controller? Red. Correct. Uh, what city titled two Tom Clancy Rainbow Six games in 2006 and 2008? Las Vegas. Correct. Uh, what game has Nintendo recently delayed a fourth instalment for to restart the development after being unhappy with it? Mm, uh, 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 I was like, Robo Boy, that's not my name. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I know what it is, I just can't remember. Uh, who replaced Tiger Woods as the face of EA's PGA Tour game? Rory McIlroy. Correct. Uh, from from software, develop what notoriously difficult video games? Doom. Oh, uh, Sugar uh, Dark Souls. It was Dark Souls I was looking for, I'm sorry. Uh, the Belmont family are from what game series? Oh, pass. Uh, Jackson Daxter is developed by what company? Pass. Uh, what new PC game service launched in December 2018? PC Epic? It is indeed the Epic Store, yeah. Uh, the Sands of Time is a game in what series? Prince of Persia. Correct. Uh, what Nintendo character consumes others to obtain its powers? Copy. Correct. Cloud Strife is the protagonist of what game? Final Fantasy VII. Correct. What is the vault number in the latest and multiplayer instalment of Fallout? Oh my God, I can't even remember now. 79, 49. <laughs> oh! <laughs> 79, 49, both are incorrect. Um, oh, I'm intrigued by how many you've done there because that 76? was a good run. Bloody hell. Yeah, 76. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a nice Jack... trick question there, sort of I know, the way I, I worded it. <laughs> right, let's see how many you got. This is important because you got six in the um, first half. Nine there. Nine? Yeah. So that's a 15 total. It is. Oh, oh. It's not 
better than last time, unfortunately. But we'll still put it on the board. It can stay there forevermore. Um, we'll quickly go back to the ones you passed, see if any jogs yeah. any memories. But um, So the first one you passed was a Nintendo game recently delayed of its fourth installment to restart development after Nintendo. Were Mega Man. No. No. I know what you were what? thinking. I know why you were thinking that. Joshua, can you remember? Yeah, it's Metroid. Specifically oh, Metroid. Prime. Oh, my God. Specifically Metroid Prime. Metroid. Well, yeah, Metroid yeah. Prime. I was like, yeah. Robo Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Robo Boy was a brilliant answer. But I heard you go M, and I was like, go on, say it. And <laughs> it went Robo Boy. <laughs> um, from software, develop what notoriously difficult video game. You Dark got that in, in the end. Yeah, Dark uh-huh. Souls. Um, the Belmont family are from what game series? I'm not sure. Grand Theft Auto? No. no. Is it Assassin's Creed Syndicate? No. It's, no? No, it I is can't the remember. Vampire Hunters within Castlevania. The Belmont. Oh, nah, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. No. It's not for everyone. <laughs> uh, Jack Daxter is developed by who? Joshua, you should know this one because you wrote it. It's Naughty Dog. Correct. Uh, it's Naughty Dog. I actually knew that after he said it as well. <laughs> you know, after I passed it, I went, that's Naughty Dog. Yeah. Um, and then that that was it. Oh, yeah, the last one was Fallout 76, which yeah. tripped you up a little bit. because the... That's annoying. I could have got a, like, two, three more there very yeah. easily. Um, there Can was a couple delete of... Delete this and start again? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> there is a couple of Xbox ones that just... Because I took the time to sort of dig them out and write them. I want, you, okay. I want to see if you can get them. So uh, okay. the ones that you didn't get through on there were... So um, what is Ray Cox, better known by his gamertag Stallion83, known for in the Xbox community? The person that had the million gamer score first or the highest gamer score. Yeah, well, e- either would have been acceptable. He was the first person to hit a yeah. million and he's currently still the highest... Achievement gamer score. Um, yeah. When I checked before recording, it was two million and eighty three thousand seven hundred ninety two. But he was he was playing anthem right there and then, so he could have easily earned some more since. Um, the next <laughs> one was Xbox live stream a monthly update show about their products and services. What is it called? A monthly. Yeah, it's usually monthly anyway. As in recently, or it's recently come back for a new series. Yes, for this year. Started last no year, and it came back <clears throat> this year. Maybe it's not regimentally um, monthly, but generally speaking, it usually is. See, wait, the, the, the weekly one to Xbox Wire. It's not the weekly is it one. Inside Xbox. It's the inside Xbox uh-huh. one. Because they used to do that. Like, right, see, it's, a it's lot. More... and a lot of guys who did that do outside Xbox on YouTube now. Yeah, and that's like, what I not... know. I, I know it is old, not new. Yeah, so I suppose if you think of the recent stuff. ones, then yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was looking for. A that, while anyway. ago, used to be like weekly, I think, and now they just do stuff whatever whatever stuff they want. Yeah, the 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 inside ones, generally speaking, usually feature major, and he will interview yeah. people about like upcoming games and stuff like that. That's generally what the inside Xbox is, or they'll premiere like a new trailer or something like that. It's like, it's almost like a mini segment of a E3 stage but in bite-sized pieces throughout the year is how I would describe it. But yeah, that's what I was looking for on that one anyway. Um what developer was behind one of the headline exclusive Gears of War until 2013? Epic. Indeed it was. Mm. Uh, what infamous failure plighted early 360 consoles? Red Ring of Death. 
And then what is a subscription service that allows the download of selected games to play from an online library? Get Xbox Games Pass. Indeed it is. Oh, see, if you'd only ever had more time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just more time. <laughs> <laughs> so 15 is not too bad, though. That puts you slightly below your last score. but Yeah. Um, it's still middle of the board at 15. Considering you had me naming who was on the cover of FIFA 13 the last time, um... <laughs> there's not a huge amount of things you can write about. <laughs> what stayed the same throughout this game? Um, yeah, well done though. You've, I think that's a good effort. Yeah, I could have done better. Possibly it's a failure. S- soberer next time. I'm, if four if years, I'm sober. If that's, yeah, possible. <laughs> um, right, there is one last little bit to do for this week. We have a couple of bits that people have sent in, so let me find those. Um, Joshua, in fact, do you want to go through the few that we've got? Because it's usually your little bit, this, isn't it? Yeah, go on then, because I've not said much so far. Um <laughs> We've not got that many this week, though, have we? So we've got four. We've, got, to go we've not had a specific we'll with... topic, topic, really, have we? That's the problem. Topic. A topic. No. A topic. Uh, so Nats has asked, I don't have a... Qu- oh, well, that's a good question to start off with. I don't have a question, so I'm just going to say, have a good day and eat lots of food and remember your podcasting roots. That's obviously aimed, aimed at Ross. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that that was that was a message aimed for you, Ross. By the way, yeah, yes, okay, <laughs> thanks. Uh, dummy two thousand eight Paul Carter uh, um, of, of the, the Paul Paul Posse. Posse, yeah. Yeah, um, he wants me to ask you why don't we have Alan Carr as a guest instead of you? Alan, uh, Alan Carr recently launched a BBC show again after 20 odd years away. Alan Carr? Well, no, that's different. <laughs> Who are you thinking of? <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, I would probably rather Alan Carr was here. <laughs> the, thing, the thing with Paul here is that whenever we have anybody on that's a guest, he will always compare to some other TV presenter usually. We've had Alan Carr, Stephen Fry, and... Oh, was Steve Coogan done this week? That's what it was. That what it was. I remember when we interviewed um, the guys from um, Go 8-Bit, it was like, why is Dara Breen not here? And it's like, oh, God, I bet he gets that question all the time. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, surprisingly, I get it all the time as well. So I was like, yeah, thanks for that, Paul. Anyway, Joshua, move on. <laughs> Uh, Deja and Tender Will Narwolf Will Hodkin um, has asked, just Will, yeah. Uh, do you like X? Do you feel like Xbox need to up their game with their exclusives after such disappointments compared to the PlayStation recently? Um, yes, that's my simple answer to what? that. Uh, I feel that this generation has been transitional in the sense where we went from one head to another and the focus has definitely changed. Um, I think that exclusives won't 
sell as much the next generation. I think that we're, we're going to a much more open market. Um, but Xbox has definitely been lacking specifically single-player exclusive games um, this generation, and Sony have kicked it out of the park with that. And uh, I think the recent studio acquisitions are going to change that uh, moving forward. Yeah, there's definitely a new agenda there, isn't it? Like you say, that that change in in leadership and direction appears to be aiming itself at being able to compete with PlayStation a lot more on that next time out, doesn't it? I don't even think it's competition anymore. I think it's about a change in the the way that people look at the box under the TV. Mm. Um, I think with the development of broadband speeds and online and technology and everything else, that digital will continue to increase sales and the ability to play that on any device that you have, anywhere you want, will be a, a major factor um, in the, the, the next cycle. Um, yeah. And I think that's what may leave Sony behind a little bit. Yeah, it's, I remember talking about it a long, um, a long while ago when the info about... Um, is it? I can't remember what they call it now. It's not Xbox Cloud, is it? I forgot what the the X Clouds. X Clouds. That's it. Yeah. That, that the whole idea of that, and it came about not long after Sony decided they were shutting down um, a lot of the PlayStation Now services, where you used to be able to kind of stream games to a TV that didn't even have a console connected to it and stuff like that. It was. There's some really good stuff there that they seem to just abandon. And that was like when Xbox, well, when Microsoft and Xbox announced that they were looking at doing the same kind of thing, it was a, is this going to be a, let's show Sony how it should have been done and get it right. And I think that with the access Microsoft have got as a overall company to the, to the platforms they've got and the, the user base they've got from like a PC front and things like that, the technologies, I think that it'd be a very interesting way for them to go and it will probably yeah. make a big difference, like you say, going forward in the in the next yeah. gen. Um like if you could finish a game on your Xbox, walk away with your laptop and uh on your way to work or whatever, play your switch with the game you've got on Xbox Games Pass on the train, yeah, get it work and then on your lunch break continue that playing it on your laptop like yeah. that to me is the future yeah um definitely yeah yeah uh, I, I, and I, I can see where they're going with the next generation and i fully agree um there's a lot of hardcore xbox fans that disagree with this statement but you have to progress with the times and even if that offends not point not one percent of your your hardcore fan base it doesn't make a difference you have to go for that core audience and that generates money which generates investment which generates better games so everyone wins so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm happy with the way things are are developing at the moment yeah i'd, I'd agree with that as well that like it, it likes i think the phrase you used a bit earlier on was it's about how people sort of look at the machine itself as, as like what what they utilize it for and that hits the nail on the head for me because yes playstation has had much better 
exclusives and specifically, like you say, single player exclusives with things like Spider-Man, God of War, Uncharted 4, so on and so forth. But um, I literally refer to my PlayStation 4 as an exclusives machine. That's literally the term I use for it because the only games I buy and install on it are games that I can't get on my PC or my Xbox. But if I'm gaming or socially playing video games, I use my Xbox or my PC. And the beauty of those two things is because they're both Microsoft products, they interact with each other quite well as well. So like things like the Xbox app on PC, being able to stream gameplay to that across the same network and things like that is... It's obviously only a small thing, but it's it definitely comes in handy for me swapping between the two. So I think that's definitely a, a, the mindset that Xbox are aiming for in general is like that sort of. I want the system that can. I think that's what the one was originally intended to be, wasn't it? It was. It was I want the yeah. system that can do everything, and that's where the TV integration came from, and and stuff like that. And to be fair, I bought into that gimmick as a, a pretty hardcore Xbox person. Um, and I used it for a long time, but I wouldn't even think about doing it now because I don't really watch no. proper TV. <laughs> I, I use Netflix and so on. So, but yeah, I wonder how it'd have looked if it was two years later. What the console itself? You mean? Well, the market. The market mm. was more acceptance of digital ownership two years later, and yeah. that's yeah. what the the launch really failed to get. In a lot of ways, it was quite, it was a little bit far ahead of its time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting to see next generation. And obviously, you know, I'm not a fanboy. I own a PS4, I've got a PC, I've got, my son's got a Switch in the sense where, oh, Microsoft, everything. It's my choice to play on Xbox, yeah. much like yourself. And I want to play on the best consoles that I can. And I just feel as if the development that the company is going is is more is so consumer friendly, it's ridiculous, and it it's exciting times for us as gamers. I think that the next generation, um, and I don't think you're going to call it a generation as such, will be uh, very very interesting, very very interesting. Yeah. I think the digital standpoint is a good one as well because I'm. I think it was earlier today, but recently I saw a, a stat that around 80% of game sales here in the UK now are, are digital, um, which is an insane statistic if that is accurate. I can't remember where I, where I saw it and how reliable it was, but it wouldn't surprise me because I haven't bought a physical game since, I don't even know. Um, like, For me, it was Crash Bandicoot. Do you know the only physical Gosh. games I've bought this generation on my Xbox is literally ones that are special editions, you know, yeah. like the the, yeah. the collector's edition. So yeah. the game comes with it, but it's more about the the other, whatever it is, like the figurine or the accessory or whatever it is that comes with it. And that's the only time I bought physical this entire generation of console. So I was disappointed when I opened my PS4 and the games inside it were discs and not download codes for the store. I was like, oh, man, I want <laughs> digital stuff. So, yeah, it's. I think that probably backs up the 80% statistic, stuff like that. 
So, um, last one, Joshua. I think you got one more. I mean, you said. Yeah, we do. Uh, Baby G, Glenn Green, G Green, 93. What would you like to see added to Apex Legends? Obvious Ooh. one is more maps, but what else would you add? Obviously. Um, a character with a, fa- uh, with a t-shirt on with my face on it. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> Or uh, Titans. Titans would be fun. Weird, I think we- weirdly, yeah. Like I know it would ruin the game essentially, but I would like that universe to recognise that there's Titans in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> even if it's like the separate game mode, where yeah, you're on your own, but you've got a Titan. I'd yeah, like something like that, you know, or, or or something along those lines. Yeah, I would I would like to see something along the the lines of the acknowledgement that Titans exist in this universe. Yeah, yeah, it it'd be interesting to have like a Titan only equivalent of Royal Royal, like Joshua. Not said. that I think it would improve the game. Fall damage might actually change the game a little bit. Yeah, the way that people really take would, certain yeah. risks, jumping off things and stuff like that. Yeah, I jump off stuff all the time on that game. Constantly. Well, exactly. You once you, once you know that there's no fall damage, you just you have no regard for your own safety when plummeting down the side of the building. <laughs> it's just one of those things, isn't it? Um, or at least another another game that does sort of emit fall damage, but does something interesting with the way it works. And it, it's also battle royale, but it's realm royale. The um, paladins based one and the way that i like well the thing that i like about that is when you're landing in you do like sort of a superhero landing you know like the whole fist to the ground kind of mini ripple of destroying the ground around you that kind of thing you do the big superhero landing but obviously it kind of stunts you for a moment and you can't you can't just instantly like run off and go grabbing stuff and the same thing happens like if you climb something ridiculously high and then jump off it, you don't have full damage, but you have that sort of that superhero landing when you fall from a certain height, and yeah. it disadvantages you for the fact that you've made that choice to, to jump, to like escape someone yeah, or try and... vulnerability. Yeah, yeah the, the, exactly. The, the it makes you vulnerable for a moment, and the, that, the that's, that'd be thing, yeah. nice. Yeah that, yeah, that actually makes perfect sense to me, um, because the game is all about risk-reward, and mm-hmm. that would definitely add to that. So yeah, no, that, that that's a great idea, to be honest, get that on the forums. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I would imagine yeah, one of the characters they're going to bring in is going to have um, more Titanfall pilot abilities like the Stim and stuff. Because I know Bloodhound's got a little bit where he runs faster. Yeah. But it's not like his general ability. That's his ultimate, isn't it? But more of a faster-paced character that's probably better on their own. Yeah. I don't know. Depends on what they decide to bring over. It'd be, I'd be interested to see where they take the character evolution because obviously they've got that whole um, Overwatch type hero character scenario where you know people have got to have powers that mean something and give them some sort of advantage in battle. And I do like the way that you know there isn't sort of one character that's got an incredible set of powers that everybody wants to be that character. It is definitely at the minute, at least, more about the way that you work your three characters together as a team like picking certain characters together 
because you know that they'll work hand in hand for whatever reason. And I like that sort of strategy element to it. So I'm interested to see where they go with the other characters. Um, I don't know what specifically I'd want, but maybe maybe somebody else who can actually heal other than... Um, oh, her name's escaping me. What's her name? Lifeline. Lifeline, Lifeline yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, maybe someone else who can do something a little bit more like that. Um, yeah. Or even if it's... See, the, the the care package thing seems a bit out of place for her. I'd have had those as two separate characters, one that heals and one that gives you defensive stuff, like at Rainbow Six Siege where you've got Doc who heals, but then you've got whatever the other guy's called and he drops like blast armor so that you're more resistant to... Um, uh, like yeah. grenade damage and stuff like that, so you could like almost split those skills in half and have two different medic type characters there. So that'd be interesting if they bring another one of those in. Mm. I think that's my input. <laughs> cool. Unrelated Virgin Media just emailed me to tell me that I use one point two terabytes of data downloads per month on average. Nice, <laughs> well done. Yeah. Mainly gaming, I assume. <laughs> I'm assuming so, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't dare look at the amount that it says I use, in all honesty. So, yeah. Um, I think that is it for this week, isn't it? I think we've covered everything now. So, Ross, I will say thank you very much for um, joining yes. us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, thanks for been party chat for as long as you have as well <laughs> well you know I've, I've got some surprises lined up for the final episode so um cool. what i find out that is go to the xbox one subreddit at uh, reddit.com slash r slash xbox one or party chat pod on twitter uh, an episode will release a week on friday so a week after this one does and uh, that'll be the final episode which is the first people's going to hear about it. I'll tweet out about it tomorrow, but um, yeah, that'll be the, the final episode. So, yeah. So, um, we, I'm sure we'll end up sharing it and stuff um, in light of you being here and everything like that. So, um, you, anyone that listens regularly here, if you're not already following Party Chat Pod, you can, I'm sure you pick up the info here. Um, and if you're wanting to follow us, it's that underscore king underscore thing on, on Twitter. Uh, just search for that King Thing on Facebook and we're on there. Or you can head to thatkingthing.com where you've got the contact form, you've got the links to Discord, links to Patreon, links to YouTube. Pretty much every link you'll ever need is at thatkingthing.com. So head there if you want other stuff too. Uh, that is it for this week. So thanks again to Ross and thanks to you all for listening. Uh, and hope to catch you for episode 158 next week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>